there! Welcome to Ag Trends by AgVend, a podcast where we dig into a new era in ag retail and explore the strategies being used by pioneers in the ag industry. Welcome to another episode of Ag Trends, a podcast powered by AgVend. And today we have two guests joining us from Salimtech. So Carlos, Amanda, I'd like to give you guys the opportunity to tell everyone listening a little bit more about yourselves and what you do and kind of how you landed at Salimtech. Hi, Anna. Thank you. And uh, thanks, uh, Agvin, too, for, for the opportunity to, to speak with the audience. Um, my name is Carlos Hirsch. I'm uh, head of sales for Slimftech in, in the U.S. A um, little bit about background. Uh, I'm originally from Brazil. Um, grew there, grew up there with uh, family in farming. Uh, actually, family used to farm in Argentina. And then uh, my dad, after he retired from his job, bought a little farm in Brazil too. So kind of lived in the city, but was also part of farming at, at home. Uh, got into agronomy. Uh, that's my, my degree. And uh, from there, went to work for uh, Monsanto for almost 14 years. And uh, that was what brought me to the U.S. I've been in the U.S. for 15 years now and um, joined Salimtech about two years ago. Uh, very happy with uh, the approach the company takes to uh, solve agricultural problems and uh, we're growing our, our team and, and our customer base too. Fantastic. And we'll dive into what Salimtech does for the listeners too after Amanda gets a chance to introduce herself. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us on. Um, Amanda Warnke. Uh, I am the regional sales specialist uh, in the upper Midwest for Salimtech. Um, so I cover like North and South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Um, just a, a brief background, I guess, for, for me is that I did grow up uh, in Southwestern Minnesota. Uh, I actually reside on my family farm now today uh, with my husband and um, kind of grew up in the corn and soybean market, you know, pretty common from the, for the upper Midwest. Uh, and then we also pasture farrowed hogs. So I also have a pretty strong background in swine. So um, understanding, you know, the whole background of agriculture and growing up in it um, is really growing my passion for helping, you know, farmers and businesses and, and agriculture and helping them thrive. So uh, we're very excited for some things coming with Salimtech and, and where we're headed down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, always having that touch point of knowing what producers and knowing what retailers and those that kind of work with those producers are going through, I think makes makes it that much more powerful with what you're doing and what the companies that you're working with are doing. So, you know, for those listeners of ours that aren't familiar with your company, why don't you give us a quick little rundown on what Slimtech does and, you know, how long they've been in the U.S. and, and what you guys are up to these days? Sure. Um, so, yeah, like you said, uh, Swimtech is new to the U.S. Uh, we've been in the U.S. since late 2018. Uh, our office, uh, official office is in West Lafayette, Indiana, by the Purdue Research Park. Uh, but I actually work out of my home office in St. Louis. Uh, Amanda is in Minnesota, and we have other folks across the country. Um, however, being new to the U.S. doesn't mean the company is new. Uh, the company's been around for uh, a little over 14 years now, um, originally from Brazil. The, uh, we have about uh, almost 600 employees now uh, across the board. Um, and 
as far as acres and, and crops, um, we currently have about 24 million acres uh, using our solutions um, across Brazil, US and other nine countries. Um, uh, currently starting businesses also in, in Canada. And uh, for, for the US, uh, our focus has been uh, mostly in the retail and, and co-op market uh, on the custom application uh, services. And since the beginning, the company's focus has always been in, in collecting real-time data, but also providing real-time insights uh, for those in the operation, um, as well as uh, in the process of collecting that data, making sure that we do that as automated as possible. So we minimize human error, human interface with, with that data and make you know the life of the operators and, and those running the equipment uh, easier so you don't rely on them being data clerks. Um, so that's the approach to mostly all of our solutions. And like I said, the, the focus in the US has been so far in uh, retail, uh, ag retail and co-ops, uh, but down the road, we're uh, gonna have solutions for farmers as well. Fantastic. So, you know, what's a, a quick rundown of somebody, so let's say a co-op has your technology implemented for their custom applicators. How does it work? What do they do with that? Basically, where we're at is we provide them with a, a digital twin of their application business. So we really want to um, understand the co-op or, or the retailer's business and kind of break it down by, you know, different parts of the business where we can provide the most value for them. And then um, from a dispatch and logistics standpoint, we provide them with a platform that would um, allow them to not just digitalize the system, you know, eliminating the whole paper process. There's there's lots of things that can help with that process, but the part that we really thrive in is really the optimization piece of it. So um, from the, the understanding of actually partnering with the co-op, um, we help the application business to optimize um, routing schedules and, um, you know, how to maybe happen, make things happen a little bit quicker for them. Um, and hopefully at the bottom of the day, they're, they're going to spend less time sitting idle, you know, in the fields waiting for products um, and keep trucks and applicators moving on a regular basis. So in the heat of the season, when things really come down to, you know, if, if there's a, a storm moving in and we need to get so-and-so's field done by the end of the day, um, eliminating, you know, 30 to 60 minutes of the day where you would potentially be sitting waiting on product, that's where we can help optimize the business. Yeah, that's exactly where my mind was going, Amanda, was, you know, when you're in the heat of the season and weather change, weather can change instantly or something can, you know, pop up from a storm or um, a needs perspective. And, you know, your growers are relying on those custom applicators to get, get the product on quickly and within that right weather, weather window. So I think having that opportunity to save, you know, 30, 60 minutes of time doesn't sound huge, but that compounded over, you know, hundreds, millions of acres really makes a big difference. And it really provides that value, not only to the ag retailer from their optimization, you know, they're, they're saving time, they're saving energy, and they're getting their applicators out there faster. But for the growers, that's a huge value too, that they have reliable application and they know that it's happening when they need it and as quickly as possible. So that's really neat. You guys are involved in uh, ag technology, working with ag retailers today in the future growers and ag vendors ourselves are uh, in, in the technology space. 
we thought it would be neat to spend time talking about advanced technology in agriculture. You know, sometimes technology in ag has unfortunately gotten a bad rap. It may be a little bit harder to get internal teams to adopt that technology, to embrace that technology. And there's a variety of reasons, you know, across each organization that that technology has, has gotten that kind of bad rap. So, you know, Carlos, we'll start with you. What are some things that you think have caused ag tech to get that maybe less than positive or less than uh, excited attitude in some of the retail uh, locations. And how do we think that that's changing? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I guess it's like not just unique to agriculture. I think any anything that is new, a uh, new process, a new technology, uh, it, it's that fear of the unknown at, at the beginning. Um, and then as you understand that that's not a threat to you or your business, um, that becomes, you know, more palatable and you can adopt, uh, see that there's providing results. Um, obviously at the very beginning, uh, of any technology, you'll see some mishaps here and there, and that might leave people, some, some people with, with a, a bad experience, but, uh, I think that on the technology side, uh, the good thing is you can do it and redo it and break it and redo it quickly that you can avoid that, that bad taste, if you want to call it, uh, to stick around for too long. We can quickly adjust and, and deliver uh, new solutions fast. Uh, and I think nowadays, uh, at least the folks that we've talked so far in the, in the U.S. in the last two, two years have been very uh, upfront about the, the, the need and the want to move to a more digitized uh, platforms and, and digitized processes. Uh, and not just because they want it as a business, it's because their customers are asking for better service, are asking for more information, more timely information. Uh, and that just you know moves the ball. Yeah, that transparency piece. I think we see it and we're hearing it more and more. And we're all used to having instant access to information in our daily lives. I mean, I'm sure much like you guys during the pandemic, even I order all of my groceries online. And so you think about from consumer lives, growers and ag retailers alike, how that transparency and that instant access is becoming incredibly important. And I think what ag tech can do to provide and enable some more of that is really fantastic. Amanda, what about you? Do you think, you know, why, what are some things that come to mind when you think of maybe traditionally why ag, ag tech hasn't always had the best reception? I think there is a, there's a stigma around agriculture technology. We see it more prevalent maybe from a grower's point of view when you think of generational farms with up and coming young farmers, but we really do see it at the, the cooperative and ag retailer level too. Um, it takes shape when you hear of mergers and acquisitions and, and consider today's environment of the smaller co-ops that are looking to increase buying power or strengthen their financials. And then, of course, that piece when they want to implement the new technology, um, all three of those things can easily be heard in a negative tune, uh, especially to someone that may not understand all the complexity under the hood to, uh, so to speak, of keeping these cooperatives on their feet and, and then adapting to new ways of doing business with the next generation of farmers. Um, th these situations when you see a few co-ops merge together, 
they each have their own way of doing business, of course. And then um, we at Salim Tech, we, we strive to pull all that, that big web of chaos uh, together and make a cleaner, smoother running flow of information. Um, and then that goes out to your applicators, your truck drivers, and then of course uh, the dispatch folks back at the office. Um, we partner with them at a very high level of the operation. And that remains in place when we talk about sales agronomists who are out tracking fields that are ready for application and give them the power to, to use technology to track application schedules and then notify other grower in a manner of not only when that field can be completed, but then once it is completed too. Um, all those pieces come together in the end uh, in the form of maybe an app on your phone or a new website to complete transactions in the business, or maybe it's, you know, even new hardware in the cab of a machine. Um, that approach can look pretty scary if folks aren't familiar with applying technology to optimize the business, uh, especially if losing customer touch is part of that stigma that you see in technology. Um, but in reality, steps like this are, are going to allow not only to maintain your customer relationship, but really um, it strengthens it by using technology in an application that allows you to reach your grower in new ways. Yeah, I couldn't agree more on that point. You know, you think about taking some of the low value touch points that can be solved with technology. And some of those, you know, whether it be back office or trying to schedule a custom applicator or getting a truck to the to the field at the right time for product. Let's not focus on the, the salesperson's time in th those instances. Let's focus on them actually being with the grower, with the producer, giving agronomic recommendations, talking about what should be applied on the field in the first place. Or is there a new a new weed or a new fun fungus that they have to combat and what should we do about it? And so, you know, we've seen that same thing too, Amanda and Carlos, with the concern that technology replaces a relationship or diminishes the expertise of that uh, trusted advisor. And we always say it's, you know, always nice to hear that other companies are having the same experience that technology can actually strengthen that relationship. It frees up a lot of that time. You know, we see um, with the solutions that we have in place, we can save a sales agronomist about 10 minutes per grower per week on average. And if you have 40, 50, 60 customers that you're working with at an ag retail location, that's basically a full day that you now have back where you can actually be out in the field working with your customers, acquiring new customers, whatever that may be, covering more acres. And, you know, I think that can be pretty invaluable um, for a retailer to basically have another person on staff without actually hiring another person. Because through this utilization of technology, you've become that much more efficient. And it sounds like um, what you guys are doing here in the States can do just that too, from a dispatch and kind of getting everything organized uh, and ready to go for those custom application solutions. And, you know, to what we talked about earlier, I think that can only strengthen the relationship too, because the growers getting that seamless, very timely, fantastic service with those custom applicators coming when they need to, with what they need to do and not spending time sitting at the end of the field with their sprayer or fertilizer applicator, just sitting idle waiting for the truck with the product to come. So. That's really neat and good to hear that other folks are hearing the same things too. Yeah, I was just going to add a comment that, you know, uh, uh, our approach is we'll let the computer do the math because that's what computers are good at and let the people continue to have those 
human relationships, right? And, and interactions with their customers. Um, so really that's the goal. So uh, you imagine a, a dispatch, a regular dispatch day where, uh, you know, that dispatch manager or, or person responsible for that schedule has to look at weather, distance to those fields, the size of each field, the crops, the different traits, different products. That's a lot of math that you got to do and it takes hours. Uh, literally, when we stay with our customers, some take up to two, three hours a day just planning the next day. And then next day comes around and everything kind of changes, right, uh, uh, to the hour. So providing that time, uh, you know, the, the eliminating that logistic time, let the computer do that. And then now you look at, okay, which customer here I really need to serve first, which customer uh, I know it's in, you know, in a rush for whatever reason. And then you make those adjustments that takes a lot less time. And again, frees up time for those conversations that, that are important. Absolutely. Are you noticing, Carlos, you talked a little bit about, um, Carlos and Amanda, you both talked about this, about the adoption of technology and the speed of technology. I think companies have gotten a lot better at the speed of technology. I think, you know, when it was maybe first introduced, some updates took a little bit longer than retailers and growers were hoping for, but now we're able to move at a very good clip. But have you noticed certain areas of the world or certain areas even of um, the U.S. where it's even been a little bit slower to get those, those pieces of technology implemented within the retailer or on the farm? As far as the speed of implementation, uh, I think it, any tech company uh, that would be naive to think that, hey, I'm, I'm just going to create this great app or this great technology and people will just use it, right? Build um, it and they will come. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you you got to be able to support your customer. First, you got to understand what the problem is. What are you solving for? Um, that That's why, you know, specifically about the U.S., we spent the entire year 2019, just collecting data, understanding the problem to then build a solution. Um, and then beyond that, you got to support those customers, help them, you know, manage that transition because you're going from something that you're very used to, despite all the problems that you know are there, it's something comfortable because you know how to do it. You know, you're going to come in at a certain time in the morning and what you're going to do during that day uh, and leave. Uh, and, and if something new comes across a new process or a new system or, or technology that, you know, creates a little bit of stress. So you gotta be there close, understand what their, those, those uh, stress factors are and eliminate them and, and, and just build that trust, build that confidence until the new uh, tool or technology becomes that day part of their day. And it's just natural to use it. Um, so I think having those, uh, very clear understanding of what's the problem you're solving, solve for that problem, and then support your, your customer to transition to that new day-to-day uh, -day activity is, is very important. Yeah, and so, you know, we always talk about too, and you guys shared just a tidbit of some, some of the results that you're seeing and some of the, the ability from that time-saving standpoint. But with the innovate, innovative co-ops and retailers that are utilizing your solution, what kind of ROI are they seeing? You know, what kind of feedback are they hearing from, from their grower customers of how this, this efficiency gain or how this implementation has actually positively impacted their businesses? So from that standpoint, um, 
when we look at some of the, the big companies that we've partnered with, um, not just here in the US, but even when we look at um, some of the Brazilian companies that we've worked with too, uh, we go from coming in with seeing companies that are scattered across you know, a fairly large region and they've got locations popped up in several different places, some of them not always on the same platform. And there's a lot of planning that needs to go into how that's going to actually be implemented to make them more efficient. Um, so once we get to that point of those, those planning stages going through, you find the resolution and then how do you implement it, right? So when you implement it, we're looking at how do we save you guys the most amount of time, um, but still stay out of your hair, not to, you know, to upset your operation. Um, when we start looking at the analysis at the end of the season, um, we can save them, you know, anywhere from one to two hours a day. Um, and then what does that mean with their, with their ROI? Um, basically that's time that they're able to go out and spread, you know, another, you know, anywhere from 200 to a thousand acres more, just because of the time savings, just kind of depending on how many machines that they're running, how many locations they're at, um, you know, if the machines can, can travel quicker. So looking at it from a cost savings standpoint, um, we could potentially look at it from if you're charging $7 an acre and over a hundred acres, you know, that's $7,000 that we're adding back to your business. So there's a lot of opportunity on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, especially in short seasons to add uh, a lot of dollars at the end of the day over, you know, a spring season, a fall season, again, kind of depending on how many machines that they're running and the type of machinery that they're running to. Yeah, absolutely. And to even make the routes of those machines more effective too. So not only do you have the opportunity to apply more acres, so at that $7, you know, 100 to 1000 extra acres, I mean, that's pretty big from a bottom line dollar perspective. But you also have savings when you're thinking about, you know, the fuel that it takes to transport those applicators from place to place, if you're more efficient in their routes, you're spending less there. If you have less downtime because the product meets you at the exact same time that the applicator arrives at the field, somebody isn't sitting around for 30, 40, 50 minutes waiting for that to happen. So it sounds like there are some pretty neat efficiency gains there. And I have to imagine that the grower customers that are working with these co-ops or these retail locations are pretty excited um, with that value add. Is, is that what you guys are hearing from their customers? Uh, actually, we had an example this uh, last uh, last year. We had uh, a customer that um, has multiple locations, and we're working on two of their locations. Um, and they had one of their other locations that didn't have our system yet installed. And a, a customer, a, a large customer, called in that uh, they they wanted to switch their business to theirs. Uh, about it was a twelve thousand acre customer. And uh, so that, that location that took that new business called the other two to help and, and, and help them serve that customer because obviously it needed it done next day. And uh, so they moved four machines uh, to help uh, and, and provide that service. And, and two of those machines and, and the trucks supporting them had our system on them. And during that, the course of that period, those two machines uh, ended up doing a thousand more acres than the other two machines in the wow. same period, just, just by not getting lost, just by getting directions to the right fields. And, and again, these are 
folks, uh, applicators and truck drivers that had to go to a, an area that they were not familiar with at all. Um, they didn't know the farms, they didn't know the region, uh, they just were there to help. Um, so those two guys uh, and that, that crew, right, those two uh, did a lot more acres in that same period of time than the, the ones that didn't have a system like that. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you know, I think about that, the locations that they don't know, unless you have like a Google Maps pin, it could be kind of tricky to find, hey, it's the field that's one mile west of this, but turn left at the tree and then you'll find the field head that you're looking for. You know, on a 12,000 acre operation, if it's all crops or predominantly crops, that can be tough to find where you're supposed to go. So that's really mm -hmm. neat and good to hear that. Um, you know, that right there is a great example of why those machines should be utilizing your technology and your offering. And it, it really kind of translates to a lot of what we're seeing from the ag retailer side as well with the AgVent Powered Grower Portals that implementing a digital tool can help with the organization from the entire company standpoint. So communication, workflows, you know, cutting down on redundant work and making the organization more efficient overall. And again, kind of what we talked about earlier, more transparent communications as well, more transparent, hey, this field has been applied or we're coming, we're coming in the next hour. If the, anything changes, we will let you know instantly. Um, and to have that transparency, I think is something that a lot of people are excited about. So we're nearing the end of our time, already hard to believe. And before we end with our staple question, What's next for Salimtech? What can you tell us? Um, what's coming in 2021? What are some things that you guys are excited about? Well, uh, um, the, the solution is becoming better and better. Uh, part of our, our approach to developing solutions is to really be close to our customers, to continue to learn from them what is next and what's, what they need, what's the next gap that we need to cover to make their operations uh, that much better. Um, we recently had an announcement of our uh, you know, partnership with Growmark. Um, this week, uh, there is an announcement of our partnership with IBM. That's uh, our source of weather data um, that we cross-reference with CDMS labels. And, and uh, also that's how our, our AI runs um, using all that information. There are a couple other uh, releases coming out, uh, press releases coming out of other partnerships uh, across the Midwest that we're uh, closing. So that's uh, our expectations to continue to uh, get to know new other operations across the Midwest and uh, show our technology. Fantastic. And for anybody who's listening, ag retailer or grower or anybody who just wants to learn more, again, before I ask our final question, where should they go? How can they find more information about SlimTech or, or your technology offerings? So um, obviously the, the website is going to provide a, a good amount of information. So that's just salimftech.com. Um, but we're also on all sorts of media platforms. So we're also on YouTube and LinkedIn, um, Facebook. So if you search Salimftech North America, you'll find our LinkedIn and uh, Facebook pages. And then on YouTube, um, there's several videos about our platform out there and some of our customer testimonials too from our recent partnerships with Growmark. So pretty excited about some of the new releases coming down the road. Yeah, absolutely. All right. It didn't give you guys a long time to think about this question. So we'll see what you came up with. But the, the ag trends staple question to close it out. Amanda, we can start with you. What is the craziest thing that a customer, whether it's a grower or a retailer, 
has ever asked you to do? So this would, um, this would be from a, a previous job. I used to work for a John Deere dealer um, and I worked with a, an older customer on the precision egg side and he kind of was dependent on me just taking care of things for him when it was time to get ready for spring and fall. And uh, we came across a few different interesting situations, but um, probably uh, not necessarily the craziest thing, but one of the most interesting things that happened was uh, calibrating his combine. And uh, he had a really, really tight yard. Um, and when it comes to calibrating certain pieces of technology on the combine, you have to you know, move around and kind of navigate through, uh, moving through different spots. And uh, he had a grain extension on <laughs> or an auger extension on his, uh, on his auger and his combine. And uh, we, we came about an inch from sliding into his uh, silo in the center of the yard. <laughs> oh my God. Thank God for, for cameras on augers and, and backup cameras on the combine, or we probably would have um, cost him a little extra damage than he needed. So there was a, a few, <laughs> few choice words in the middle of it, but it was definitely interesting. And thank God he was understanding and, and pretty trusting in me because I was driving at the moment. <laughs> yeah. And then the next time he needed to calibrate a cabin, you're like, can we go to the field, please? <laughs> it seems like a terrible place to do it. Exactly. Yeah. They, uh, there was some interesting moments with them and yeah, thank God for understanding customers. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, also good driving skills and good thing you're <laughs> watching the cameras to not actually run into that silo because that could have been, like you said, pretty costly, depending on if it had anything in it too. Right. <laughs> All right, Carlos, what about you? Anything from current role, previous roles, time down in South America? What do you got? Yeah. Um, well, this is a kind of a recent story uh, before pandemic that we could all travel. Uh, we're down in Brazil, uh, still already with Solymphtech, uh, with a couple of customers here from the U.S. And we're traveling, visiting some some of our current customers in Brazil, uh, showing them around how you know things work down there and and, and the parallels to to the agriculture here. And uh, one of the stops was in, in, in a, a resort that um, in, in you know in Mato Grosso in Brazil. They had this beautiful lake in front uh, of the resort. So one of the, the, the customers uh, approached me and asked, hey, Carlos, we you know see a beautiful lake over there and uh, can we fish? And I'm like, hmm, yeah, you can, I, I'll believe so. You know, it's a resort, has a lake in front and probably you can fish. So I, I went over, uh, some of the staff there asked if they, they could do that and, and the answer was no. Uh, because that was not one of the things that the resort offered. It's like, oh man, uh, that's that's not. I'm not going back to the customer with that answer. So um, talked to one of the waiters that that was working on the restaurant when, uh, that night. Asked him about it. Told him about the situation. Say, I need I need to find a way to take this customer fishing. Um, so he happened to be. I was lucky enough that this guy happened to be an avid fisherman in that same lake, uh, and. <laughs> day was his day off so he offers like why don't you meet me tomorrow at the edge of the resort and I'll walk you through around the lake to the spot that I go fishing perfect so next day we, we prepare everything and he had everything he had bait he had everything um, but we we walked out uh, 
out of the resort, right? And, and I kind of actually crossed the fence to the, the next property. And we were just walking all the way to find with, meet with him. Was perfect fishing. Uh, actually, the, the, our customer got a piranha, uh, which was his, you know, his goal was to get a piranha. And uh, on the way back, uh, we had the security in the resort all going crazy because we bridged reached the, the perimeter of the resort and were outside with customers and they didn't know what to do. Uh, but it ended up all well, nobody got hurt uh, and he got his fish. So that was. <laughs> At least you had some inside knowledge, right? So that way it wasn't like you were just exploring on your own. You're with, you're with somebody who happened to work at the resort and gave you that insider knowledge, which is always helpful. Exactly, yep, yep. Awesome. I know I keep thinking, I'm like, well, I'm losing out on all these great stories because I just haven't been able to travel for over a year. So, you know, there's nothing really that's happened lately. Well, Amanda and Carlos, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you know, anyone who's listening, if you have any questions, go check out the Slim Tech website or any of their socials. You can engage with the team there and we'll also put their contact information in the show notes here. Thank you guys so much for joining us on Ag Trends, and we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for tuning into Ag Trends. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us with the information in the show notes. See you next time.